Okay, hi friends, welcome to Oat Milk and Anxiety. I I literally just about forgot my podcast name. I'm not even I'm not even kidding you. I started to say welcome to and I was going to say uh, one of the shows that I've been listening to for podcasts. It's been a couple weeks since I've had a podcast episode. It's been a, that was weird. Um, anyways, we're just going to speed past that. That was a weird. So welcome back to Oat Milk and Anxiety. If you're, you're, you're listening. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to introduce? We were just, we were just kind of, if you're not watching the video, uh, we just kind of stared at each other like a, <laughs> are, you, are you going to introduce yourself? Yes. We, yes. Sam. <laughs> so, uh, so Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself and then I'll give a little intro expansion, but introduce yourself, gal pal, you're nuts. <laughs> Edit this out, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> Um, um, oh, I don't, give me... I, I, don't, I don't think people, I don't remember what the other people said. I don't, I don't know. Give me, ooh, give me your, you're on a blind date and you have like 20 seconds to introduce yourself to this person. Like, what's the summary of Sam Colvin? Do you want me to, like, in relation to you? Yes. Not, not in, not in relation to a blind date. I don't know why I <laughs> yourself in like 10 to 20 seconds do i need to say like what i do sure do i if need that's to how say... if that's how you summarize yourself in 20 seconds no you didn't tell me because i didn't i didn't really think about it it's just coming to mind see now just if i if i if i if i this is my first podcast episode that i've ever been on uh, yeah, but to be honest, this is how I am, and it's like my fifth episode now, so this is just how I behave, too, so you know what, we're just moving and grooving, it is what it is, we're just having a fun time. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Stage right, it's just for me. <laughs> okay, so, so your, your name is Sam Colvin, from... <laughs> You're, where are you from? Hi, everybody. <laughs> I did that out. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, my name is Sam. Um, I grew up with Natalie. We've known each other for how long? Like, at I least like seven or eight years, probably. Yeah, because I think seven or eight years, because Felicia and I have known each other for, like, 12 years. Oh, my God. So it's been, it's been it's been a long time. Middle school, right? So seventh grade. So oh, yeah, seven ish years. Yeah, we're not good at math. Um, Me too. I'm gonna say no. seven. Or eight. Yeah, sure. Ballpark seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there. Yeah. So yeah, Natalie and I have known each other for a very long time, and we've been through a lot together. We've been yeah. through the awkward stages of our lives. I yeah, feel like gotten any better, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just a little more capable of like understand or uh, more aware of. Oh, this is a little. This is a weird. This is a weird time to be in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we Natalie actually and I Natalie and I actually have a lot in common because we're 
both photographers. Oh yeah. Um, both awkward. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. ukulele. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We both we both love interior design. Sam That's has a very you have a very sick sense of style. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Natalie and I have been really good friends for a really long time, and it's been really cool to see her grow up in you're just saying this because you're on my podcast and you're like okay uh time to inflate this bitch's ego okay this is turning into this is turning into a how you how you know natalie how sam colvin who are who are you what what interests you so we're both photographers yeah so i am a photographer uh hobby turned career now turned out of a career and back into a hobby um I also am a uh, office assistant and I'm also going back to school to uh, finish my degree in sociology to become a counselor. Ooh. Ooh. What a superhero. What a superhero. Sam Coleman. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, mental health and uh, everything that involves mental health as especially in women is really important to me and um i definitely look forward to um a career in that path and i think it'll be fun to be a counselor um i actually hope to be i don't really know why i'm going on this tangent but um i actually would love to be a school guidance counselor and go and do like well before (laughs) before I get married and have kids and can't just skedaddle for the summer. Just dip, um, peace Yeah, I, <laughs> I would love to be a school guidance counselor and use the summers to go do, like, um, voluntary work or missionary trips, stuff like that. So that's what I'm interested Sick. in. Sick. Well, I'm going to – do you have your ukulele nearby? No, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> – Lame, get off the podcast. Serenade me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, if you're here to be serenaded, you're at the wrong podcast because the intro is now just the the mood of the intro is just utter chaos. Mm-hmm. gigs and all that and all that jazz and you could probably do school here too but this city's weird man but it's a it's a fun time i feel like that's how everyone describes la is they're just like oh, i don't know it's weird funky business man <laughs> but it's great 
Yeah. And then we all just drink our rosé and pretend that we're okay. Oh, yeah, I think people do that here, too. Especially yeah. with... well sam poland you and i so today listeners we are talking about uh keeping friends uh through adolescence um yeah growing up with friends through your adolescence and then sam and i are also going to talk about mental health because we're two beings that have that Okay. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just gonna gab about that. Uh, so if that's not what you want to listen to, uh, sorry about sorry about your your uh, preferences. They're but do listen anyway. But do listen. But important. do listen. Yeah, listen anyways. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to listen, uh, you're wrong. You do want to listen. <laughs> and, and hate to break it to you, but you're. Dumb. No, I'm just kidding. You're not dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pranked you. Um, so Sam, you and I, we we were like super close, like right away in middle school. I feel like we like gracefully like eased into our friendship. Yeah, I feel like our friendship is one of those things where like I don't remember not being your friend and I also don't remember becoming your friend I just remember always being your friend yeah it's just like oh poof friends yeah which like I'm not mad at that that's totally chill yeah like honestly the I can't even tell you I don't even know did we even have any classes together did we like honestly I feel like where we became friends was and this is gonna be a real throwback for you I'm ready. Where we became friends probably originated in the lobby of the middle school when we all stood around the lockers. Stop. I just got, like, thrown back to early 2010. Whoa. When we would all, like, stand around and very clicky at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have, like, a clicky school system here as far as, like, the typical clicks mm-hmm. and stuff but seventh grade eighth grade maybe not it was grade, but seventh grade was definitely clicky yeah but I feel like all of us or the, the majority uh I feel like everyone at our school mostly had like a some level of respect for everyone else so then as we grew up throughout high school we all kind of like bled into like at least a common common ground or something oh yeah yeah for sure I think that... But that also, that also probably is because our graduating class was, like, 125 people. Yeah. So, I like that's, like, also giving it some leg room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely remember uh, you being one of the friends that I would, like, talk to about my middle school relationship. So, we have that level of friendship. Yeah, I yeah. I definitely... <laughs> I, I, I don't know why... But I, I always was the person that people, friends, acquaintances would go to for advice. And like, honestly, you're very good I, at it. I probably shouldn't have been giving advice. With, with, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're, you're good at it now. I'm but... a middle schooler. <laughs> I don't think I knew what love was. At, at you, you said every piece of advice, though, so confidently that we all just had no choice but to be like, yeah. 
you're right. Oh, she's she's onto something. She's got it figured out. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I probably was onto something, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what that something yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. Mm, sure. We're not really sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had it down as a middle schooler, mm-hmm. but. Well, because you always think that you have things down as a middle schooler. You think that you know everything and anything. True. But that, you That's don't. 100% true. Yeah. And you just, you really don't. No. So what no. Oh. <clears throat> oh. I was probably going nowhere. Please go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, one of the things, because I used to never reminisce on our younger days. Mm -hmm. And recently, maybe just because I've had more time to this year. (laughs) um, You know, why's that? Where's that time coming from? (laughs) Oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to sit and ponder that for a while. How peculiar. Right. Where's all that time coming from? (laughs) But yeah, I think um, thinking, like, just with life experiences and stuff like that, um, I think it's interesting something that I talk about with my therapist often or have in the past is how interesting it is that as a teenager you have such a undeveloped brain that you can empathize based on stereotypes Mm -hmm. and hypotheticals and so you feel like you have a better grip on your feelings and other people's feelings and situations and being able to empathize with people and experience those feelings or situations yourself. But as an adult, it's like a 180 degree flip and you all of a sudden feel like you, I know I personally feel like I lost that quality. Um, But it's, it's just interesting to think because like you haven't really lost that quality. You haven't really lost the the quality being able to give advice or having good judgment or being able to empathize with people or for people, sympathize for people. Um, it's just that like your brain has developed more. And mm-hmm. as far as being able to empathize and sympathize and understand situations, like you've experienced more life situations and more just experiences in general yourself and so you your brain really isn't you aren't coming from a naive standpoint anymore and mm-hmm. so it's just interesting to like go back to like situations where I would give you advice or I would give Felicia advice or mm-hmm. another friend advice or ask for advice myself um it's just interesting to think the type of advice I would have given then is not necessarily any different than the type of advice I would give now or receive now. You just are receiving it and speaking it from a different standpoint. And that's just crazy to think about sometimes that like life will do that to you. (laughs) Bonkers, man. Well, I love it. I think, I think that's probably my favorite part of watching all of us grow up and you know, experience life in different ways and just see how we all are responding to it. I think that that's definitely, I mean, of course, there's uh, 
I mean, you and I, we talk about our difficulties and all that, all that jazz, but um, I think, yeah, but I think it's, uh, it's very, uh, I don't know if gratifying is the word, but it, it just makes you feel good when you watch these people that you grew up with just become uh, more fleshed out adults and human beings and with more thoughts and, I don't know, see how we're, we're growing and changing beyond small town South Dakota. Love that for us. <laughs> I love that for us, guys. <laughs> for everyone listening, uh, if you're wondering who the fuck Felicia is, Felicia is like, she, yeah, on the, if Felicia Todd. I don't know, I said your last name. Uh, if Felicia doesn't, uh, Felicia, if you're listening and you don't want us to say your last name, let us know. <laughs> Felicia's about to have a different last name. He is. Good for her. Growing up. Uh, but Felicia, I have a point I want to come back to real quick. But Felicia, if you're listening and you're wondering who the hell that is, Felicia is like another uh, wheel on our bus of friendship from little, well, P Town, Piedmont for Felicia and I, and then Sturge. For the rest of us. So if you don't know what any of that means, don't worry about it. But Felicia's about to have a new last name. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy because I probably could have had a, a different last name by now as well. <laughs> Life will do that to you. <laughs> do that to you. We all have a we all have a, a path. Well, There's a um, for us. I can say with total certainty, I am not in that, in that same place. I have never been in that same place, but love that for you too. Um, uh, you have to, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that for you, but you're, you're living. I can't wait for the best friend party. Yes. I'm so thrilled. So I'm, I'm just excited for all of it. I had a dream the other night that we kidnapped Felicia and took her to Vegas, but we didn't go gambling. We just got an Airbnb and ate like 20 pounds of waffles each. Wow, that would be great. Yeah. See, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm not much of a drinker these days. Okay. Just because I hate being drunk and Mm -hmm. also being hungover, but I'm definitely looking forward to (laughs) Definitely looking forward to doing that at all y'all's wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. See, did you ever watch Glee? Well, there's a part, I think it's pretty early on. I just rewatched it uh, recently. And there's a part where Sue Sylvester marries herself. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, she might be on to something. That you want to marry yourself? I'm so fun and I'm nowhere I agree. like what else is going on what else will be going on and I I have very high expectations <laughs> no I I, told, I mean just like Dylan, I'll invite you to the party the all you have is you at the end of the day mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why not get married so yourself. just uh yeah keep your eye out uh for the decision on that uh, I'll yeah. send you a, a save the date um, I'll let you know uh, the bachelor Fly me out to take your engagement pictures. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll drive out. Drive out. We'll drive out to the middle of the ocean. <laughs> but, um, 
what were we were on something else and then I mentioned and then I had I forced us to go back to Felicia getting married um we're talking about like our childhood our childhood like our growing up together okay but I don't know what yeah I'm ready to get deep let's get deep then I have my Red Bull. You're not going to fucking... Well, you're probably going to believe this because it's very on brand for me. It was going to be like, you're not going to fucking believe this, but you you will believe it. <laughs> um, so I went, I went to the corner store and I got a cranberry Red Bull because it was Call the stove. And <laughs> I don't know why I called it that. I mean, it's literally on a corner, so I mean... It's, <laughs> very literal naming here. But I got a cranberry Red Bull because I'm trash. And I came home and I put it in a chilled stemless wine glass. So I, it, it it looks like something else. It looks like I'm just vibing on some red wine. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's cranberry red bull, which I hadn't had until the pandemic. I didn't know that. Actually, I did know that cranberry red bull was a thing. I don't really go for like cranberry flavored anything. I don't either, because it I always reminds like me of like sickness. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't had it and usually I don't I usually don't go for energy drinks, but since the pandemic I'm more apt to pull all nighters and so I just have gotten really into energy drinks and like coffee at odd hours. Which I is probably I, not good in the long run, but Yeah. I haven't pulled an all nighter in so long, like probably like high school. And honestly, I feel like that's a vibe I'm trying to feel again. See, I never really, yeah, I never really got into it in high school. Like, maybe I had the occasional one. We're talking about these, like, these are drinks or something, like, underage drinks. Like, I had the occasional, you know, mm-hmm. beer at a party. But, no, I, I don't know. I never really got into it. And then now I'm just like, you know what? Sleep is for the week. Who needs it? Yeah. I've been a grandma for too long. Time to break out. But Claire's, my little sister, Claire, is the one that turned me on to Cranberry Red Bull. And I was just like, oh, this is something. It's very good. Uh, I will not drink cranberry anything else unless it's required to. But Cranberry Red Bull, that's where it's at. So anyways. (laughs) I don't know. I might go get one. I might go pick me up a, you sold me. They should sponsor you. At the corner store, yeah, where's my sponsorship, Red Bull? I give you a solid three minutes of free advertisement. I hyped you up. Where is it? I'm, I'm ready. Give me the commercial. I'm set. <laughs> Go down to the corner store, get yourself a cranberry Red Bull. And if, yeah, um, and if your doctor tells you not to, probably uh, don't, don't listen to me. I don't know anything. Anyways. <laughs> I still trust you. Okay, so we're probably at like a, a cute uh, midway or near midway or nowhere near midway point. Let's do some fun facts, Sam Pullman. Fun facts. Yeah, so while you pull yours up, I'm going to have Tams and do our uh, unofficial, definitely, once again, unofficial transition music. So you don't have to stare me down while I do this. You can just do your do your... Pull up your uh, fun fact.
Lucy Thompson, beautiful as always. How does she do it, folks? I I just want to know. Absolutely incredible. Did you find a fun fact? I do. I have right. a fun fact. Okay, my ear meat is ready. My fun fact is that the average American, this is as of 2017, so it's a little old, but okay. the average American eats nearly 13 pounds of ice cream per year. Whoa. You know what? That's probably accurate. 13 pounds. 13 pounds. And I thought that that was an interesting fact <clears throat> because, like, as a woman, I feel like... I feel like that's lowballing it. Yeah. I mean, it depends, yeah. like, what type of year she's had, but... <laughs> See, I was going to say, I was like, I don't think they're taking into account breakups or, yeah, you yeah. know, every like month she's bleeding, like, yeah. yeah, every month she's bleeding, like, Niagara Falls, like, come on, let's, let's have some, let's get some variations in there. Like, one, I know for a fact, <clears throat> I love, one of my favorite hobbies is I will buy some ice cream like a pint or whatever and I'll plop myself down on the couch and I'll put on some tearjerker rom-com what's your go-to tearjerker rom-com Ooh, mine is dirty dancing or when Harry met Sally I'll watch those those are classic forever I'll watch those forever mine are definitely not classics um one of my favorite rom-coms is 51st dates oh that's such a good one that'll get that'll get the tears going that's gotcha honestly i'm like such an emotional person yes i'm I'm such a sensitive person that like honestly any movie really has the chance to make me cry (laughs) marley and me what did that do to you oh my gosh marley and me I've only seen it once. I, I refuse to watch it again. I have not seen all of Marley and Me, but I know what happens, but I just haven't seen it, all of it. I've seen probably a quarter of it on a flight, and then I got off the plane. So. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely sad. Um, I actually... I can vividly... And I can remember two movies that I cried, I just bawled my eyes out too. I wanna know what yours is though. My... Like what is, like when you, when you, when I say, when I, if I were to ask you, and Mm -hmm. I am asking you. (laughs) Okay, okay. Like what movie comes to mind or what experience comes to mind where you, the movie just made you so emotional? Inside Out. Inside Out? Inside Out and Moana do Aww. things to me. I Moana, that. I watched, uh, and I was a counselor at a camp at the time, and the kids all, like, the schedule was to watch Moana, and it was after I just found out. Um, and then we watched Moana, and, you know, it's Moana and her grandma, and mm-hmm. I was, those, those, I think all of my campers, if I remember right, they were all, like, third to sixth graders and so they were just like what are these feelings that Natalie's feeling but they were all so sweet they all made me handmade cards and all that fun stuff uh, it was so cute um and then I watched it uh, after my grandma passed away and then it that also got it going um, yeah movies and songs like 
Like it's, yeah. it, I think it's totally normal for them to play a special, yeah, a, a special heartstring. Which like, that's their job. I mean, that's how you know they really did did a good job with the film. Uh, Inside mm-hmm. Out, I watched. Uh, Inside Out, I think, is a good film to watch, or if you're if you're having uh, some weird disconnects with your mental health, uh, that's been one for me that I watch, and it's just like, oh, I'm feeling things again, and it's it's just a good thing to make you feel a little more human. Um, but I watched that right when I got to Australia, and I was feeling really homesick, and then I was missing my fam. Natalie, I forgot about that era in your life. Dude, so do I, honestly. I totally forgot that 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 chapter in your life even existed like whenever how often that can happen to us I'm like oh I can't believe I did that three years ago here I have like all of my photos and stuff hung up and a majority of them are from not a majority but a good section of them are from the summer uh before I went to Australia and I was doing all of my goodbyes to people because I thought I was going to be gone for a year and so I look at them and I'm just like that, the, it's literally a totally different person because she didn't have that trauma that just like was a total shift for her. Right. But I love her. That's when I have my red hair. Oh. Gotta love a girl who's going through a red hair phase. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how I that's how I met my nephew with red hair and right. now I, I have a mullet and he's he's not gonna ever know who I am. I'm always gonna be changing. He's gonna be like, who the hell is this? This woman. I I think I was saying that like, I think it's crazy to think about as young women and young adults in general, how a year or even six months or even one month mm-hmm. it can be like two completely different people and like how one thing can happen and it like just changes you, makes such like a drastic life-altering change to who you are mm-hmm. it's crazy to think about yeah my favorite thing that i'm saying right now uh is the the format is like if you knew me before blank no you didn't and so my favorite thing is like if you knew me before i came out no you didn't um if you if you knew me before i got somewhat of a grip on my mental health no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't you just didn't what's your what's your phrasing of that what would you insert there Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think if you, honestly, I would probably say, like, if you knew me before I was 22, no, you didn't. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know you. Nice to meet you. All right. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> nice to meet you. Welcome, welcome to the pod. <laughs> Should I reintroduce myself? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go through the whole intro again. Take it back to one. Back to one, everybody. Hey, I'm Sam. I was born at 22. <laughs> I was born at 22 uh, as Taylor Swift's song 22 yes. was blasting over the airwaves. Thank you. That's it. Hi. <laughs> like crotch rockets. I live right, right. Wow. Crotch rockets. Oh. I have. I live right by the interstate, the highway, and 
there are crotch rockets that zoom by like every morning at 6 a.m. And that's my alarm. It's not really my alarm, but. Did you know you and Felicia taught me the term crotch rockets? Really? And I haven't heard anyone here ever say that. And so when I hear you and Felicia say it, I'm just like. Well, it's not a motorcycle. I mean. It's it's like a, like a, I don't know. It's like a bullet ticket. It's more like a, like a, like a scooter than it is like a motorcycle. See now, now scooter, and it's not a scooter, but I'm just picturing a Segway like Paul Blart Mall Cop, which is not a scooter, but that's just the image that came to my mind. But I just like to think about that at least twice a day for my clarity. That's just, I mean, you've lived in the city for how long now? Uh, two and a half years. Yowza. Yowza. Whenever I go home now, I just feel, well, and it's, it's not. It is home, but it's not. It's weird. Whenever I go back to South Dakota, it's a very weird feeling. Yeah. It's, I have to burn cold, please. Uh, <clears throat> feel free to rank that. Um, let me know uh, in the whatever. I don't know how you let me know, but let me know your ranking of that burp on a scale of 1 to 10. I know you can do better than that. I'm going to give it a 7. Oh, yeah. I... A friend of mine, I don't know if I can call him a friend of mine, he's more like a friendly acquaintance that I just like bump into from time to time from school. Mm -hmm. He, the other day, let out some of the most (laughs) aggressive burps I've ever seen, but they were also kind of just like a chorus. Like there was some music to them, there was depth. Wow. It was wild, and I don't know what he was, yeah. I don't know what he was drinking, but I was like, that was a 12. And his friend was like, no, that was only an 8. And I just thought, then what's a 12? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. So ever since then, whenever I, I honestly, I haven't had that many burps since then. And I think my burps are scared. I think that they're just terrified. And I think that, I think his burps bullied my burps into silence, probably. (laughs) That's that's my take. That's my observation. So I'm trying to let him out. So Sam Colvin, are you ready for some deep dives? Sure. I'm here for it. You want to get you want to get deep? Let's deep dive. Yeah. Let's dive Real, into the ocean. Real quick, I, you and I, we haven't had, we've had some deep chats, but I feel like we haven't had the deepest of chats. And real quick, I want to know what your thoughts on UFOs are. In relation to absolutely nothing that's been talked about or that will be talked about on this episode, I just want to know for my own peace of mind. Yeah, so I think that um, UFOs do exist. I'm a very skeptical person, so I can't wholeheartedly believe in um, ghosts or UFOs like I believe in, like... Like your hand in front of your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Um, but you seem open to it, though. Oh, definitely. Like, I am skeptical, but, like, I'm equally as skeptical about, like, going on dates as I am, like. <laughs> Me too, like, so I just don't. <laughs> like, I'll see it. I'll, I'll believe it when it, I see it. You know? <laughs> 
I'm I'm skeptical about dates, so I don't go. But I will uh, talk to a ghost and be like, "Hey, how's it going? Are you there?" You know, I'll, give, I'll give ghosts a shot before I give a potential suitor a shot. One hundred percent. Literally, no no one's asking for my hand. But if someone were to ask for my hand, do people use that phrase? Ask for your hand. Like That's in like marriage. marriage, or just like in. Like, can I have you? See, I don't even know. So you know what? <laughs> See, I don't even know, so maybe it's a good thing that... <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to know that, because if you were going to say, um, absolutely not, UFOs are fake news, I was going to end the Zoom call, and that would be the end of the episode. Yeah, no, no I... No deep dives, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I definitely, I, I think it'd be really cool to see that for myself. Now... I'm not autistic. Yeah, I do Bless you. Bless you, Sam Colvin. Thank you. Thank you. Is it Miss Rona? Is she knocking on your door? Oh, gosh, I hope not. <laughs> but anyways, what I was saying was I think if I, I'm the type of person that if I saw a ghost or if I saw a UFO or I thought I saw Bigfoot I am totally the person who would then make it my life goal to to prove it prove it yeah because you'd want to convince everyone else you'd be like look at this shit this is bonkers check it out like a hundred percent like that TikTok um effect where it's like it supposedly detects energy and it you can see like ghosts oh i tried that once right when i moved in and i i got something and i was just like nope 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 and then i looked and it was my foot i (laughs) I was just like oh oops (laughs) yeah i I, uh, like i think that would be really cool to try but i don't know i i I definitely think that they exist as i like yeah, like, the world is too big for, for that possibility to just not exist at all. Like, of course. Yeah. I haven't had any experiences with ghosts, personally. I mean, I have my theories about my apartment, but, you know. I don't know what I would do if I actually saw anything supernatural, though. First of all, I'd probably pee my pants. Sure. I, like, I don't know. Like, honestly, who really knows how any mm-hmm. would react? Um, I have had like my dreams are very very vivid and I've had sleep paralysis before yeah and that shit's um, spooky yeah for sure and there have been dreams that I have had um where they have been sleep paralysis and it's been like ghost related or like paranormal related I Mm -hmm. guess I should say and how I wanted to react was how I think I would react in real life. But of right. course, it's sleep paralysis, so you can't really do anything. I just had, so I had a nap a little while ago, and I had the most vivid dream. And it, it was a dream, it was kind of, the vibe of it was the Scream movies. Like, just the campiness like, of the Scream trilogy. Okay. Or I guess there's four of them, but you know. Um, and... I was one of the people that was being chased by a killer, 
and we were all outside of a farm and Willy Wonka was there. <laughs> was he the <laughs> No. Willy Wonka was like my best friend and we were down to the final like four. And then we were hiding behind this car and then Willy Wonka got a chainsaw right through the chest and I woke up and I was just sweating. But it seemed very real, even though that's not it's not really realistic at all. Um, crazy. They, they'll do some crazy stuff to you. Wild stuff, dude. All right. So Sam Colvin, we both have anxiety. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So you, you're going to therapy. What are you doing uh, outside of therapy or how are you taking care of yourself in this time with your anxiety? Yeah, so as far as, like, therapy goes, I actually, anxiety was not the original intent, mm-hmm. the original reason why I started seeing a therapist. Um, it actually turned into seeing my therapist about, you know, everything, life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but with being a therapist, um which seeing a therapist, I will always advocate for seeing a therapist, but I also believe that a therapist and talking to someone is only going to do so much. Right. You have to do other stuff for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, as far as that goes, um, I hold me time at a very high priority and me time means a whole bunch of things for me personally. Um, I don't really classify going to the gym as me time anymore, um, because to me, when I think of me time, I think, oh, I'm going to make sure that I can schedule a couple times a week that I can do my nails or something like that, like something I want to do if I just want to lay in bed. But to me, I, I personally feel like going to the gym for my routine and for my mental well-being it has to be like its own separate category almost mm-hmm. and I'm a, I, I love routines and I um, if I'm not in a routine I feel like I'm definitely a lot more anxious and so um, aside from therapy and going to the gym um, I like to take time and go outside or hang out with my friends which I know like sometimes social can cause my anxiety um so So like little like micro doses of it or just pacing yourself through it yeah and I think like especially like I get seasonal depression really bad um and like on top of my anxiety induced depression um and so like especially going into the colder months, um, I feel like I have a much better grip on my mental health at this point in the year than, like, compared to a year ago. And so um, I've just been, you know, getting into that routine so that hopefully my anxiety, depression does not come back nearly as hard in in the colder months especially like around the holidays and um, you know around the time like 
everybody really gets, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people get seasonal depression, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I, I just like to, and I, I really do take it day by day as far as what I am doing to help me personally. Um, if, if I decide that I just want to lay in bed and watch movies, then that's I, will, yeah, I will mm-hmm. balance it. Because I know if I lay in bed for the whole day, I will end up feeling worse. Right. And so I'll make sure to, you know, shower and, like, change out of my pajamas and um, make sure I'm eating. And I will make sure to go to the gym and, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, get some sun. Um, But I, like, totally will allow myself to, like, binge watch two or three movies I know like it it really just depends sometimes it's keeping myself busy and sometimes it's not doing anything mm-hmm. which both are fine do you think yeah. yeah I mean I mean what do you do uh I I like to do that too um I don't have so I have uh I work every every morning um so my mornings kind of start crazy early so I don't really have too much time in the morning to uh give myself space but when I come home I like to just kind of make myself some coffee Mm -hmm. um I like I started listening to a bunch of new bands over quarantine I started listening to podcasts which had really helped me transition to living alone um which that was something that when I first moved into my apartment I was really having a hard time with I was just feeling incredibly lonely and sad, Um, which at first it was like, oh yeah, I'm living alone, no pants party, but then it, you know, that, that fades uh, pretty quickly, and then you're just kind of, oh, okay, this is it, Um, but podcasts really, really helped, Um, yeah, I started doing, uh, I tried doing yoga every day, just like getting my body into a kind of flow has really helped me kind of, not like, I mean, it's good for, for strength and flexibility, too, but it just brings a lot of clarity to my mind, too. Definitely. Yeah, but I like I like uh, just watching, like, a feel-good movie um, and trying not to watch so many, like, deep dives or, you know, like, dark documentaries or something. Like, I'll watch one if I want to, like, get super thinky and all that fun stuff, which doesn't really come with saying the word thinky and all that stuff, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> um, but, like, the other the other night, um, which it was kind of, it was kind of like, oh, fuck, this sucks, and then it was kind of like, okay, this is a heartwarming thing, and so uh, I watched the uh, Matthew Shepard documentary a couple nights ago, uh, Matt Shepard is a friend of mine, and a uh, beautiful documentary, but it, that's a case that just really guts you and makes you just feel horrible about the world, um, but the way, I think, because it was done by people who were so close to him, it just made you feel so much more hopeful and uh, inspired about making the world a better place. And so that, it, like, set me way down and then it brings you back up. Um, but I don't know. That's Those are just little things that I'm doing. I try to play uh, Tamsin, and then I have a bass guitar. I try to play that. Uh, just um, my hands get really crampy easily, and so if I just do little things to keep them moving, then I'll do that. 
um, painting, writing. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like all of those things, like it, it really, like what's going to help one person is not going to help the next person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I personally, um, like one of the things that really helps me is having a routine. I know, like, I know every morning when I wake up, I'm going to basically like grab my phone, go into my notes and do like a brain dump, like how I'm feeling, like almost like a journal style, but not necessarily like I, I don't like to put any expectations on myself to write a certain amount or um, certain things or full sentences. And I feel like that really helps. And I do, um, I also don't put any expectations on like my own personal study, uh, like Bible study or anything like that. But I do find that, um, nowadays that has become like something that I really do um enjoy doing whereas I think maybe if you asked me a couple years ago journaling doing a bible study bible journaling this wouldn't have been things that we would have you know dedicated time to no yeah no. it's just like I it's it's interesting growing up because you aren't, I know me personally, I wasn't, like, even me thinking two years ago, I feel like I'm at a much better place in my life, um, environmentally, mm -hmm. physically, but mentally, I'm, like, so far down a hole that the things that I would have done in high school to make me feel better are definitely not going to cut it these days. No. And um, I feel like just honestly, I feel like having a good grip and knowing yourself is where having a good mental state comes in. And if yeah. you don't know yourself or you're doing some soul searching, I feel like, which I feel like, honestly, 2020 has been doing all of that shit. Uh, you got all the time in the world to yep. all the soul figure searching. yourself out. And so, especially, like, me being, like, newly single as of, like, what, a couple years, almost two years, mm -hmm. a year, a little over a year. I don't even know the dates anymore. <laughs> like, like, this time truly has been, like, soul searching for me, and so for so many traumatic things to be happening personally right. in the world and to also be doing that is definitely like now's the time now's the time to figure out what you need for yourself and figure out what you uh, want honestly yeah I was just going to say that I was like I was just thinking, you and I both single, going, this isn't us saying we're single, as so though like, hey, listeners, if you're wondering, we're single, don't do it. Don't. We will not answer. We'll send, we'll send the carrier pigeon back. Don't do it. But if you're, if you're cool, no, don't. Um, <laughs> 
I think I think my listener base is mostly like my mom. Uh, I have a cousin that listens. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't think my mom even really listens. She might listen to the first like couple minutes of an episode, but she said they're too long. She's like, Natalie, I don't have an hour to dedicate to listening to you, and I was just like, Yeah, me neither. Okay, it's <laughs> like great. But no, um, I think you and I were both single. We're both. Uh, I mean, you have. A roommate, roommates. I have a roommate. A roommate. So, but we're both, you know, living away from like out of our parents' nest. So we both have time and the space where we really can just figure out how to fall in love with ourselves and figure ourselves out completely. I mean, to the best that anyone really can. I mean, I feel like you're always going to be. That's something that keeps moving all the time. But, oh, totally. I mean, yeah. That's not to say like like clearly we're not just like, you know, living the, the super single life. Don't even, boys don't even talk to me. I mean, I'll definitely. Don't even talk to me, you know, like. (laughs) Thank you for the inclusivity. I love it. I feel, I feel so welcomed and accepted. I feel loved. Thank you. (laughs) Um, edit out the little pause there. But, um, but there yeah. was a, there was a hesitation, Sam Coleman. Well, there was a really... <laughs> boys, we talk about, we say boys. Yeah. We just, I'm like, oh, girls. It's okay. Them. It's okay. We primarily talk about, uh, I mean, a, you know, whatever. That's a whole other thing. But, but <laughs> I mean, that's new to me. She's a there. That's a whole other episode of topic, but we're not going to get into it. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But, but anyways. But <laughs> anyways. Um, but, but no, I, I totally, like, I think it's such a roller coaster, too. I know me, personally, like, I've, since my last long relationship, I have met people. I had been in a... I wouldn't call it a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it casual relationship. Okay. See, I was I was leaning in. I was just kind of, I was wondering. I was going to think, how is Sam going to convey this to the <laughs> listener? I'm curious. I, like, since my last long-term relationship, super serious relationship, I've dated um, some casually, some less casually, um, more serious, and... It honestly is a roller coaster. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. to be completely honest with you, I feel like a lot of my personal mental health and roller coaster and changes and stuff like that really does have to do with the relationships that I have with people. Like, whether that's intimate romantic relationships or if that's platonic friendships and family relationships. So I feel like even outside of self care, you also have the outside circle that, like, now is really the time when I'm, like, weeding out those who don't bring me joy. Like, like Marie Kondo. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Marie Kondo style. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just, yeah, Marie kondo you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I am, too. My, uh, my mantra that I, one of my mantras that I tell myself is if it's, if it leaves that easily, it's not for me. And that's fine. Exactly. 
which sometimes when anxiety isn't, you know, the calmest, then that's a little harder to listen to. But if you say it enough, it becomes true and your mind will believe that it's true as well. Um, you and I, we celebrated New Year's together. We had, we had an, we had an epic girls New Year's. We ran in the new, ran, ran, we rang in the New Year together in a haunted ass hotel, a nice bar crawl back when we could all socialize. That was so fun. I feel, yeah, I feel like our, our year of uh, learning to love ourselves and say, you know what, if it's not for me, then it's not for me. I feel like our New Year's really set the tone for our year. There's been a lot of, lot of bumpy, bumpy little, (laughs) lot of, which is funny because, because we were ending last year, recognizing that like this year was really shit. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Like you and I both had monstrous years. Oh my gosh. nineteen. I can't even. She was a monster. I, I, I would take 2020 one more time instead of taking 2019. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. And I didn't, I didn't really think that I would believe that but hearing it from someone else and just like seeing my 2019 flash before my eyes and just like no yeah absolutely not uh-uh. but yeah we I miss that new year's bunch and hopefully that that bunch will for sure be at Felicia's wedding and we'll just totally I was gonna go, say if you, if you were gonna say this new year's you're like oh that's mm, maybe not that's a slim chance <laughs> maybe over zoom we could get that group together over zoom and just yes. chill out there that's an there's idea. a thought there's a thought oh i had something else oh i just lost a point that i was gonna bring up rats well, if it left that easily, then it wasn't, then I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it for me anyways. Give me your hot tips for dating in a pandemic. Don't. Oh, I have a story. I have a story. Okay. <laughs> so, momentarily, I was on a dating app. Okay. I hate it. I'm not on it anymore because... They give me a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And why, why cling to things that stress you out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this to you because I was uh, wondering if, do I, mention, do I message this guy or not? And I was asking for your tips because Sam oh, Colvin. okay, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Sam has a lot more game than I do, which we're both awkward, but Sam has more of a grasp of, like, when it comes to lovers sam has more of a (laughs) lovers sam has more of an idea of how to make it known to someone else hey here's the here's the fish hook i'm interested i do not have that grip and i will stay i will give platonic vibes until the end of time well i was on a dating app and a regular of mine from one of my jobs 
was on this dating app. And I messaged him and we bantered for a little bit, not mentioning that I'm his barista. This was just, I think, uh, what did I say? His, a lot of his photos were group photos. And so I said, hope those were pre-COVID because, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which which Sam was like, um, yeah, but you don't could go either way. Yeah, I, I sent, I sent it and I was like, this is fine. And then I sent it to you and you were just kind of saying, maybe, I don't think that should have gone into the airspace, but it did. Um, and he, responded and said oh yeah no no freedom and i was just like because like like, how do you continue a conversation like that like and that's and that's my issue nobody wants to continue to talk (laughs) he didn't and i didn't either but i didn't know how to have the conversation i didn't want to just well i didn't just want to jump in and be like oh by the way how was your, how was your cold brew with oat milk that I made you this morning? You know, like, that's weird. <laughs> like, you'd be like, okay, what was I going to Maybe not. Pull back, please. Um, well, what was it? It was Sunday. Sunday I was at work. And he came in on a date to the coffee shop. And <laughs> Does he like? Does he, like, make your existence known? Like, does he know, does he, does he portray that he knows who you are? Or does he? Yeah. I, I think so. And I think each time, because I only work, like, three days a week at this cafe. um, Mm -hmm. And so some of the regulars, I think it takes them a little bit, especially now that my hair is growing out. I'm changing how I style it, you know. Um, And so I think... It'd been a while since he'd come in, and then uh, I saw him on Sunday on his date, <laughs> and, and he registered at first because I, I didn't take the order, um, my coworker did, and then um, I was making the drinks, and I just recognized, I was just like, uh-oh, uh-oh, and uh, then I just put the, and then his drink was rang in wrong, uh, he usually gets oat milk, and then I would, it, it was like black cold brews and so then I was like oh no oat milk today and he was just like oh no there should be oat milk and I was just like well okay and then I had and then I awkwardly stood there unlitting all of the cold brews already in the drink tray pouring a splash of oat milk into them as he and his date were standing there like incredibly close together and I wanted to make a COVID joke so bad but I didn't <laughs> and I don't it wouldn't have been okay if I did but that, that was my Sunday. Um, Those are so awkward. Like, honestly. <laughs> oh, God, it was the worst. I go through the same thing. Like, um, I, if I run into somebody that I met on a dating app or, like, went on a date with or even didn't meet on a dating app, but, like, saw for a very short period of time, it's so awkward. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm going to avoid you if you're my family. Like, if I see you in the grocery store, I'm probably going to avoid you, whether you're family or friend, just because, like, I'm not, like, a social butterfly as an adult. Which the um, Midwest, the Midwest will collectively hear that and be like, hey, excuse yeah. me, cut yeah. it out. Yeah. So, like, sorry, family. If you're- <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, but yeah, if I see, if I ever see somebody that I, um, like the flame died out or something like that, it's definitely awkward. Or even if the flame didn't die out and like, what's your, what's your most awkward encounter with that? Like if you had to name one instance off the top of your head, I can tell that one just is like coming to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I'm thrilled. So, um, the gym that I go to, there's a guy that has recently been going to the gym there. And we had met on a dating app and we hit it off, hung out two times, three times. And then neither of us really like reached out again and I'm not somebody who like gets attached like at all ever um and (laughs) so like as far as um feelings for him goes I didn't have any which Mm -hmm. is like such a like a hard thing to like you gotta gotta rip the band-aid off just say it's all good but like I it just I don't get feelings that easily Mm -hmm. and so to me him not reaching out, me not reaching out, like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I, in my head, I was like, oh, I never have to see him again. Like, I made a point to ask him where he goes to the gym because he was also going to the gym, and he didn't go there. He was in the military, and so he went to one of the gyms on base. And so, you know, months go by all this time goes by and recently like within like a month or so maybe two months ago um I was at the gym working out um like in like I think I was like doing a really intensive like cardio workout that time and I look up from I'm on the treadmill I look up and I see him walking down the aisle like towards me it goes the wall like the wall on one side of the aisle and then on the other side of the aisle it like starts like the treadmills and ellipticals and stuff like that so he was walking up the aisle towards me like towards the lobby and I had to do like a triple quadruple take (laughs) he like had his mask on his uh airpods in so like it wasn't for his tattoos I don't think I would have like recognized him and for a second, I think that actually that whole night, I was just like, was that him? Like, am I seeing things? He doesn't go to the gym here. So, like, I was like. Did it, did it look like he was going to come talk to you? No, definitely not. He was just walking that direction. He was just walking. Like, I don't know if he even saw me. Oh, well, like, how rude of him. He should, right. how, he should notice you and try to talk to you. And then you can be like, sorry, sir. Not today. so yeah I just like and as soon as I like thought it was him I like head down I immediately like didn't feel comfortable which like is so like (laughs) why why did I feel comfortable but I mean that's kind of I'm that way too whenever someone just I feel like is walking towards me I just kind of tense up a little bit and my anxiety just tells me it's like why is this person walking towards you yeah definitely so the that was like a really weird encounter 
then I kept seeing him. And eventually, I think, like, after the second or third time, I, like, danger, danger. I realized that it was, (laughs) yeah. And Uh so, and I had to text him. I had to say something. So I texted him, and I was just like, hey, I just want to, like, make sure there was no, like, animosity between us or anything like that. Like, obviously, like, everything's cool on my end. If it's cool on your end, I just, like, want to be able to like go to the gym at the same time and not like be awkward or uncomfortable right and he of course was like oh yeah no animosity I just like got I just like ended up seeing somebody else and didn't want to like lead you on or anything like that and in my head I'm like okay well I like wasn't really at a point where I like really had feelings for you so like it didn't really it didn't like break my heart for any right like I'm not crying myself to sleep tonight don't worry about it I'm fine yeah but like I did I did comment because to me like to me I I think I had sent him one text like within a week of the last time we had hung out and was like hey hope you're doing well something like like we should catch up or something like that Mm -hmm. and I don't think he ever texted me back which is like fine like okay but like is that ghosting is this this ghosting culture I mean I think so I told him I when I got that text from him I was like okay yeah that's fine like I didn't have any like there was no feelings really there for me um so like whatever we're still cool but I would have appreciated receiving a text from you letting you right. know I just feel like that would have been good communication which I mean that like, says something basically. yeah that says something for you because you're shit at replying so <laughs> notoriously notor- notor- notoriously notoriously shit at replying you're getting better but like for this for this guy to trip up but that's, not, that's, and be not like, a, that's not a communication thing that's a time management that's a scheduling thing, thing and that's yeah. just being busy beans but this and guy like, like, seems more it. intentional oh yeah like like it'd be different like i know somebody could come back and be like well you didn't text him and tell him well but, i did reach out once yeah and then he was just like no nah, i'm good but yeah yeah which like it didn't break my heart or anything but i do feel like we need to like we as women especially in like a ghosting culture need to be held accountable for those actions that we have um but i think the other party also needs to be held accountable and also also we can't feel bad about asking for accountability or uh some justification for hey why did you just like dip and not give closure at all because I mean on a certain level um we should be able to give ourselves closure and just be like okay but at the same time it's so rude to just deem someone unworthy of an explanation totally and and like communication is like such a big thing for me like you could Mm -hmm. be the most attractive person in the room you could treat me perfectly buy me nice things i mean but if you're bad at, if I need if you're to bad like at conversation all of the all of the all of the, the things <laughs> did <laughs> you say okay. dust off but <laughs> uh no no list off do i need to list oh, off i thought you said do i need to dust off all of the things i was just like <laughs> no 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 i was... <laughs> 
do I need to, I was like, oh. Like, I mean, I know it's quarantine, but um, it, it, it's not that bad. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like, communication is such a big thing for me that, like, you could buy me things, take me on really nice dates. You can be, like, if we can, if we, cut this out if you don't want this in your podcast, but, like, you can okay. that sex. Like, you can <laughs> no. be, you can be like, like it, best. What? Yeah, that can stay in. I feel you like, can, you know what, we're all grown-ups. Yeah, yeah, you can be the best sex partner, but if you... If you suck at communicating and you and you can't talk to me organically or and also honestly yeah and also like being able to have an emotional connection with somebody which like communication is like a big part of that for me um though like being able to connect with somebody emotionally and communication is just like high priorities for me and so it like isn't is totally a turn off and me cutting out certain people in my life and um as far as like relationships friendships go I'm you know learning to stick up for myself more as far as like those needs go and if they go unmet um be okay with letting the people who let them go unmet go Mm -hmm. um but yeah so like dating apps really aren't like a good place for me and also like I I as a woman it's so easily it's so easy to feel objectified and dating apps are just like the worst for that because as much as like you hear like the love stories coming from dating apps it's all you know how does the person look to you right off the bat yeah yeah definitely so yeah well, I feel like I'm starting to take ownership of, uh, I mean, more, not, not any time for that in, in romantic pursuits at the moment, but like in, in platonic friendships right now, um, you know, if someone isn't treating me well, even just as a friend, holding them accountable and saying, this isn't, this isn't okay with me and it can't have this in my life. And I don't think that's something that anyone should feel ashamed of even though it is really sucky, but I think that, you know, just, you know, know what you're worth and know what your time is worth because, yeah, you can't accept anything less because people will just take advantage of it till the end of time. Exactly, and something that I really, um, something that I heard, which kind of goes into you saying, um, knowing the worth of your time, and what your, how your time is valued. Um, something that the pastor at my church said last week or the week before um, really stuck with me. Like it's, I put it everywhere. I put it on my uh, mirror in my bathroom. I put it, that's like the label on my alarm when I wake up. He, this is basically what he said. He was like, yeah, so this, this teacher wanted to teach their students a lesson on uh time and so this is what he did he was like okay wrote down on the board eight six four zero zero put 
put a dollar sign in front of it. Ask the kids. $86,400. That's a lot of money, right? What would you do if somebody stole $10 from you? Would you run after them? Or would you not and let it go because it's just $10 and you have $86,390 left? Well, as kids, they probably would go after the $10. Right. But as adults, we're like $10. We have $86,000. That's a lot. Like, okay, yeah. Sucks, so but keep moving. Take, take the $10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, clearly, they needed it more than I did. Right. But if like, you need it that badly, sure, live your life. So, like, us as adults, we are so easy to let go of $10. Well, $86,400 translates into how many seconds there are in a day and if you're going to let somebody if you're going to let go of ten dollars but not let go of a 10 second conversation you have with somebody and let the other eighty-six thousand three hundred ninety seconds in your day go to waste because of 10 seconds that affected you negatively then you're not making do with your time wisely and Mm -hmm. I feel like that that really has um helped me with anxiety helped me with holding grudges helped me with being upset over something or somebody or something that I said something somebody else said or even like just like a, a a stupid thing that happened in my day um that's definitely that definitely has been in my brain the past couple of weeks since he said that because like it's so true I, I love that I give up 10 seconds I give up the whole day for something that somebody said to me for two seconds mm-hmm. and I got super upset about mm-hmm. and so I think that that's like a really good reminder like you have a whole day yeah if you let, if you let that get to you that one thing get to you or um, let your anxiety or your sadness overcome you for all that time, that's Mm -hmm. one day you'll never get back. Right. I love that. I have, I've made some friends here that are more into astrology and this doesn't really have anything to do with astrology but it just comes from their wisdom Mm -hmm. but they always say uh things like protect your aura uh protect your space and i think that that's so important um even though i don't know nearly as much about that but i just think you know keeping your uh your little bubble yeah as as pure as you can um just can know what you can and can't control which for those of us uh, those of us with anxiety, we want to have control over a lot and manage a lot, even though it's not really, I mean, that's how my mind works. At least I just see a lot of things that I just want to fix and tweak. And a lot of it's out of, out of your control. And you just kind of have to accept that and be like, oh, it is what it is. Totally. <sighs> it's totally well, Sam Colvin, that is some advice. I don't know if you would have given me in seventh grade, but I'm jazzed about it. That's some, that's some stuff. Okay, just move to Los Angeles. We'll get a nice 
a nice little apartment together and we'll just run a, we could run a photography studio together. Maybe. Maybe. But. If I decide to have a photography business. <laughs> That's how I am too. Mine's kind of just, uh, you know, it, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Hobby right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I will do things for my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, Felicia's going to have the coolest wedding photos. Maybe we're not her hired photographers, but the behind the scenes photos are going to be sick. Yes, they are. Definitely. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, we'll have to do this again. Yes. Well, I'm thrilled to know you, buddy. What a, what a long, I love you, man. What a long ways we've come from little pre-tweens. Right. Wow. We look better, too. Yeah. Yeah. We figured out how to do our makeup. <laughs> yeah. We figured out how to, how to take care of ourselves. Kind of. Figuring it out. We're figuring it out. We're on the upward. Mm -hmm. Upward slope. Mm -hmm. On the downward slope. We're on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the target, like the target. Like the target. Cut it. Cut it out. Um, oh, I, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Our fashion is better. I thought I had a bubble where I needed to burp. Mm. And then I maybe... Uh, oh god sorry that was really embarrassing for me please please no. love me please okay. still listen to the podcast <laughs> see no judgment what I also love about our friendship Sam Coleman I don't know why I'm saying your first and last name Sam Coleman That's not a <laughs> Samantha no no Sam what mm -hmm. I love about our friendship uh and this goes for Felicia too but Felicia's not here lame um, <laughs> ugh, lame again, but, uh, what I love about our friendship is we can go literally, I mean, it sucks when we do, but it happens when we go months without talking to each other. But when we see each other, when we do pick up, it's like, no time has passed at all. And yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like we're missing any beats at all, which I, that's my favorite thing, which I would love to see you all the time and talk to you all the time, but we're both grown-ups, and I think that that's something really nice that we found in our friendship with each other that I love very much. I love you very much, and I love that for us. <laughs> getting all warm and fuzzy in here, guys. The pod getting warm and fuzzy. Well, that's, that's all I've got. So thanks for listening to Oat Milk and Anxiety where we talked about, we didn't talk about oat milk, but we talked about anxiety. It all comes full circle, kind of. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Tamsin's gonna play us out. Thanks, guys. Yes. Did I show you my... <laughs> I would like a disclaimer, and I think I put this on another uh, episode. I do actually know how to play ukulele. It is purely to make me giggle when I play poorly. I hope it makes you giggle, but just 
just know I do know how to play this ukulele and not just mistreating her, playing her poorly. I do know, I do know what, how this, you know what, whatever. Did I show you my, uh, my pick? I've had it for a couple years, you've probably seen it. Yeah, you have shown me it. Yeah, Love if it. you're, if you're not watching the video, lame, but, uh, it's, uh, Captain America. You know what I just did? I'm so dumb. I just took this and I just showed it to my microphone. That's not how that works. Um, if you're if you're not watching the video, it's a Captain America epic, and I'm I don't that was weird. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, by us I I mean me. Uh, unless Sam, that's your vibe. But for the pod, it's at anxiouspod on Instagram and on Twitter at Hadley Milton with three N's and another Instagram at Natalie wait for it Hilton and if you don't get that reference I'm sorry for you <laughs> and that's it there we go all right thanks for listening uh have a good rest of your week or whatever okay bye